Today we are talking about boundaries. This is inspired by Terry Cole's book called The Boundary Boss. I encourage you to get it. Did you know you actually have a choice? There are so many options at our disposal, but unfortunately, there is one huge obstacle to actually using our boundaries, and that is knowing we really do have a choice. Bad boundaries are exhausting. You know it. All that time and energy dealing with other people's problems and needs. The question is, how do we identify our boundaries? And what does communication have to do with them? And finally, I'll give you two exercises you can do this week as you move from doing to being. And I'll explain that. You are listening to The Goddess Archetype Code with your host, Erica Randolph, the intuitive counselor and licensed trauma therapist who uses myth, music, and meditation to support emotional healing. Disclaimer, this isn't intended as mental health therapy. Looking for the light, it's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day is outrageous, that's what the mad folks say. Who told you that you had sinned? We are divided, divided. What do you need to know about boundaries? Well, the first step that we need to do is some inner housekeeping. This means to look inside and see what our habits or beliefs are around boundaries. Let me ask you some questions. Do you ever say yes when your gut is telling you to say no? Often, this would be to the extent of abandoning your own needs. Two, Do you inconvenience yourself for other people? For instance, agreeing to do an errand for someone, even though it will take you way out of your way. Or three, if you have a problem or a conflict with someone, but you avoid seeing them so you don't have to face a difficult conversation. Or four, do you use passive aggression expressions, you know, like, pointing out how much you've suffered for someone rather than plainly stating your feelings. And five, finally, is it practically impossible for you to ask others for help, either because you truly feel alone or, on the other hand, maybe you think there are people who owe you and they should read your mind and offer to help? Ah, yes, you're not alone. These are common ways we sabotage ourselves. Reflecting on these types of patterns can help to begin to untangle and focus our efforts. Because you see, bad boundaries are exhausting. They create drama that suck our time and energy. And often we have to spend time, more time actually, fixing what could have been a simple no. No. 
we don't speak our truth. You know, boundaries often revolve around us not being able to say no, even though we do know that no is a complete sentence, but we don't use it. And then we drive out of our way. We agree to committee meetings we don't really have time for. And we spend time feeling anger, frustration, or disappointments, you know, stressful feelings that could have been avoided. So one of the first things we want to do is to identify our own personal boundary issues. You see, it could be helpful to identify ways that you avoid conflict or avoid disappointing someone or not asking for help when you truly need it. By understanding the rules about what emotions you were allowed to express in your developmental years. And you know, I mean, rules is those unspoken expectations from our family of origin. So what we would do is take an inventory of what emotions were safe for you to express in your family of origin. And were you punished and discouraged or forbidden to have any of these emotions? I'll go through them. Was it okay to express anger? You know, some families do regularly yell and fight, and others suppress it. Were you encouraged to express sadness? Or was it not okay to cry, express disappointment, or did you feel hopeless? And what about happiness? Did you get disapproving looks if you were maybe too boisterous? Did it seem like something bad always happens if you were too happy? Or fear? Did you feel unsafe and threatened and experience a fight, flight, or freeze responses? Or finally, did you experience disapproval? rejection, or outright disgust and revulsion. Unexpressed emotions like this from our family of origin do not just disappear. Take a moment to notice how you may have expressed emotions that were not allowed in your family. You know, because they didn't disappear, they're going to come out one way or another. And... (laughs) This is most obvious in what may be considered typical teenage behaviors, you know, slamming doors, rolling your eyes, indirect communication, or maybe more problematic behaviors like dating bad boys or doing drugs and drinking. So let's focus on indirect communication, because that's what all these are, these um behaviors um, of expressing emotions. This is indirect communication. So why is it so hard to say what we really mean? Noticing the patterns from our family of origin helps to unravel the roots or the reasons these coping mechanisms gave us the feeling of being safe or of getting approval or to avoid conflict. I believe we can say that ineffective communication skills lead to weak or disordered boundaries. 
So I want to start with internal communication. This is how do we speak to ourselves. And there are three basic questions here that I'd like to address. And the first one is, do you keep your word to yourself and follow through on commitments to yourself? Or secondly, do you keep your word to others in your life and do what you say you will do? I would suggest that many of us will do that to the detriment of our own needs. So, yes. And finally, what is your self-discipline like? For instance, your time management impulse control, and emotional self-regulation. So I suggest as you become more aware of where you are not keeping your word to yourself, perhaps begin to create or carve out ways to support your values. For instance, you might begin a morning or evening routine in which you choose three things you want to incorporate in your life. Perhaps a morning meditation practice or healthier eating habits. Or maybe you want to read certain books. It could be as simple as making your bed every morning and drinking a glass of water. You see, as you begin changing this type of behavior, you can call it boundary behavior, you learn to recognize that you do actually have a fuller range of choices than you may have realized. And no matter what your patterns have always been, it is possible to establish healthy, vibrant, effective boundaries. You see, it is possible to go from a perennial people pleaser to a discerning decision maker or from an exhausted overgiver to saying no with ease and grace, or going from trying to be everything to everyone to being able to focus time and energy into oneself and those closest to you. So you might think about this as a move from doing to being. You know, we're always doing for others, but actually being ourself in our authenticity. You know, there's no one-size-fits-all strategy, of course, because you are unique. And so is the right way for you to relate to and express your boundary preferences and deal-breakers. You know, you get to write the instruction manual on how you treat yourself, your internal boundaries, and on how others treat you, external boundaries. And we'll go definitely deeper into those. So creating and maintaining healthy boundaries is a life-changing art. And the main driver of this transformation is your true feelings. Who are you? What do you want? And what are your values, your desires, hopes, and dreams? Being fake nice, I think you know what I mean, being fake nice, <laughs> leads to unsatisfying experiences and even resentments. And think about this, the loneliness of not being authentically known. 
check it out. If you're not really speaking your truth and telling it like it is, in a kind way, of course, of who you really are, then no one can really know you. No one can really know you. This is super lonely. You know, we may be truly caring and want to help others or to spare their feelings. And maybe we never accept or ask for help so as not to bother anyone. And in both cases, we may find ourselves overextended and burnt out and our own self-care goes down the drain. So I'd like to leave you with two steps to being. So number one, pay attention to your feelings. As emotions come up, stop to name them. And I will let you know that forbidden emotions from childhood can be harder to identify and may masquerade as something more acceptable. For instance, anger can masquerade as sadness. But try to recognize your true emotions and name them and then honor them. And secondly, commit some time every day to meditate. Meditation increases mindfulness and strengthens your ability to be in the present moment. And if you find meditation to be a little awkward or unnatural, I think going back to your true self and perhaps throughout the day noticing who you really are, who your true self is, your observer part. Um, but we'll go deeper into that on the the next session, the next podcast. And I want to thank you for being here. Talk, beginning this process of boundary making is such a big deal, and it's really quite an quite important, intense, and doable, by the way. It is doable. So thank you for being here on the Goddess Archetype Code podcast with me, Erica Randolph. And as usual, please give it a like, give it a share. And um, yes, if you want to get in touch with me, go to my website at thegoddessarchetypecode.com and you can book a session. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Looking for the light. It's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day is outrageous. That's what the mad folks say. Who told you that he